Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Bradford Show. That's my open. That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Special emergency Bradford Show podcast. Giancarlo Stan has been traded and traded to none other than the New York Yankees. We talked a lot about Mr. Stanton. Uh, for a long time on this podcast, should the Red Sox trade for him? Are they actually interested? What it would take to get him? All of that. And so I felt like that this is sort of the biggest thing, certainly, in this offseason. And it's probably going to kickstart this offseason. Finally, oh my God, finally, we're going to be able to actually talk about things. But this is a pretty big talk. This is one of the biggest trades that you've seen in a long time. And, and there's no other person I would rather have on than Kerosene Ken, Kerosene <laughs> Ken Laird, uh, to break this down because, you know, we You've been on the podcast before. I think you're you're making your way as as a separate voice. You have your day job. Sure, sure. So, senior producer, of Kirk senior and producer. Yep. You used to do the Farm Report. That mm-hmm. was sort of the minor leagues for you. Now you're evolving. You've been on the Hot Stove Show. You have a nickname. You have a t- Twitter account, which I control. <laughs> and you you have a voice. You have an actual voice. You have shown. You have proven that you know what you're talking about. So, kerosene Ken, yep. I, I, I when you did when you woke up this morning. What time do you wake up this morning? This five o'clock Saturday. I can't sleep in beyond five o'clock. So it wasn't done at five o'clock. No, there I mean, was there was something out there in the wee hours of the morning from I think Joel Sherman. Yeah, and, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't definitive. And right. then Heyman, I think, was the first said it's right. done. Then Rosenthal followed that up. It's yep. done. Uh, what was your What was your take? What I was, mean, stunned. I, I like you. I heard you talking uh, with Trent here today. Uh, it seemed like. San Francisco was a done deal, or at least there was enough smoke around better, there. Better package, both St. Louis sure. and San Francisco, not, e- not even close. St. Louis didn't seem like he uh, it was a connect definitively that he wanted to go there to the Midwest, so that was never a sure thing. Obviously, he wanted the Dodgers. Uh, the, as you said, also, the Yankees sort of just laid in the weeds, and, and they had something fall in their lap here, so I, I was frankly stunned. There's not a if you're a Red Sox fan, I don't think there's a great way to spin this. The only negatives that he had when we were discussing it on previous hot stove shows were the injury history, which yeah. I guess is sort of legitimate. He's he's missed some chunks of games. Yeah, he played 157 games last year, though. right? Yeah, he's coming off a. You're right. Well, uh, one of his uh, 
maybe you could make the case they're buying that's as good of a season as he'll ever have. And it's a hell of a season, <laughs> it's a hell of a season so you better hope so. I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah, or that it's a three-year deal and he's going to be opting out. But Good, I mean, who cares? For the Yankees, that's who they have a window too. It didn't feel like it a year ago that they were in win-now mode. But when you get to the precipice of the World Series, as they did with a great young core, they're kind of now in a – even though they have this luxury tax thing they were supposed to get in on this year, they're also in win-now mode, and it feels like they – are now uh, the clear favorite. In the but American here League. you say win now mode, but yeah. they haven't even done win now moves, and this isn't this isn't a win now moves because this is a move where you're going to sign a free agent. This is the money you would sign them for, right? Of this this caliber, correct? Yep, true, Stand, sure. right? And you gave up nothing. You gave up nothing. You actually deferred the cost by giving up Castro. A couple of decent prospects. Oh, they stink. Come on, those guys would have been. Second or Just third because the one of them's named Devers. <laughs> yeah, Devers' you know, cousin. It, yeah, Devers' cousin. No. But the other guy would have been it one or basically, two of the Sox. It would have basically, so the Red Sox equivalent, let's say, you know, Jackie Bradley, right? Right. They just traded Bradley the, and, and Michael Chavis. No. No. Absolutely. These guys, no, these guys are not Michael Chavis. Yeah, the, the, yep, the other guy would have been no. Chavis level they're both, in the Sox they're, First of all, they're both like single A. They're both they're, low, they're low levels. Away, right. This is not. This was not Michael Chavis. And Michael well, Chavis Sh- is not a top one hundred guy. I mean, he's no, no, but but uh, he would. He uh, we're talking about value. We're talking about what you have to give up the value to the franchise, the value in a trade. These guys were not Michael Chavis. These guys were. Um, these guys weren't even uh, the Cole Brandon kid. The, the 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 second round guy that they got for last year. I mean, it was. You. It's not what they've done, Ken. Yep. These prospects is what they were worth. Like Anderson Espinosa, he was worth a lot. He hadn't done a lot, but he was worth a lot. So anyway, they gave up nothing. They took on what two hundred and sixty-four million or whatever it is yeah. uh, of money, and but here they are. Here the Yankees are. They still have Clint Frazier. They still have Glyber Torres. Yep. The guys that they got when they were selling off, when the Andrew Miller and uh, Araldis Chapman. They signed the only free agent signings they really made was the Chapman, which is a bad that was a bad signing. Um, they traded for Robertson. They uh, who am I missing? But everybody else, you look at it. Sonny Gray trade for didn't give up a lot. Severino developed. Uh, Tanaka been decent enough as a free agent signing. Judge uh, Sanchez. You go down the list um, and uh, Gregorius. Gregorius made. Uh, they gave up Shane Green for him. So Cashman has done an unbelievable job, and they still haven't – you said win now. This still isn't sort of a win now thing because they can still make moves. Of course, and they've got a longer window. I mean, Derek Jeter was a Hall of Fame player. He's now a Hall of Fame executive love, for the Yankees. I love your tweet. He's working for New York. It's unbelievable. Kale Ainge all over again. I, there had to be some – connection there so basically Jeter they, they had no choice they had to dump this guy they they were so in debt and at the barrel of moving him they were going to move the, whoever took the most money they were going to ship him to and yeah yeah but see within the, control well of you look at the Gi- you look go. at the Giants and Cardinals they had better deals they had the money and better players right but the player had all the leverage. But the player had all the leverage and yeah. the Dodgers just were the Dodgers was where he wanted to go like so if if there was a deal on the table for both the Dodgers and the Yankees, he would have gone to the Dodgers. I have no doubt about that. But let's go to like the Red Sox point of view. Because yep. there's some things to pick through here, how this is going to affect the Red Sox. Addison Reed, he's 0 for oh, 8. Oh, I saw that tweet. Was 0 for 8 with six strikeouts. The new closer. I mean, pick him back think, up. Okay, think, so you laugh, and I said there's no way 
Kimbrel's up after this year. You say to Addison Reed, we're going to sign you to a three- or four-year deal, and you're going to be closer after Kimbrel walks. You're going to be our weapon against Stanton. It's a world of two closers anyway. You were going to allocate the money there. I'm making it happen. But you're going to have – so the Red Sox – they aren't going to do anything reaction. They're, they're not. Dave Dombrowski no, is not. No, this isn't. This isn't. They're going to do. I'll go by what I said at the GM meetings earlier in the year. They are going to make a big move. I don't think it's going to be because of Stanton. I think they're always going to make a big move because of your guy, because of Dave Dombrowski. Yeah, so. and that could be, by the way, at the trade deadline. They even if they don't get a Brayu now. I could still see a scenario where they're whining and dining. Yeah, well, that, the no, right I'm size. talking about they're making a big move like next week. No, well, they'll get J.D. Martinez next week, and then they're going to get a stopgap first baseman. Which yeah, like not- Mitch Moore, which isn't a bad move. Actually, well, it depends. If you get J.D. Martinez and they think, okay, he wants to play outfield and you tra- tra- trade Jackie Bradley, and you get a Mitch Moreland type or a Lucas Duda type, right. and then you have Hanley, because all this thing, oh, you're going to sit Hanley Ramirez on the bench. No, it's, that's not happening. It's just not happening. He is going to play somewhere. So... um, so anyway, with the Stanton thing, one interesting aspect of this, why were the Red Sox not on his list? Why were the Astros, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Yankees? Why did Stanton say, these are the teams I'm willing to go to? Because they're all over the country, and the Red Sox are th- sitting there. They have a lot of money. They're gonna, they can pay him a lot of money. They can, they're probably going to win. So why didn't he want to come to Boston? What was your initial reaction to that? Well, uh, he seemed like a West Coast guy, but now that he's gone to the Yankees, I, I think you but have Houston, to But Houston, Cubs, right, the Yankees. Right. He, I think the, the inviting or lack thereof atmosphere of playing in Boston, I think it's part of it. I think you have to say the price drama Did you hear us talk year? about when yeah. I was on with Trenny? Yeah. Did you? I mean, I, so I look at – you look at the four cities. The Dodgers – Aside, he's hometown guy. They win a lot. They have a lot of money. Nice weather, no brainer. But the Astros, Cubs, and Yankees—they win number one. Yep. They have the perception, and perception in not perception from our perception, but perception amongst the players in baseball of this is a good place to play because they're good teams. There's not a lot of drama. Right. The Yankees—they don't have a lot of drama other than the manager like leaving. And that had nothing to do with the player drama. Right. It wasn't the, like here. The only drama has been sort of apathy or selling the high-priced seats. Or I, but I don't think that was much no. drama the last couple of years. No, I mean, and, and everyone knows that they, you know, they have a good future. They have a, they have a lot of money to spend. They have young, good young players. And, and so we go back to the Red Sox. They can talk about this tight clubhouse. They can talk about how you know they all got along. But still, all it takes is someone saying, yeah, our team got along and we got a tight clubhouse, but we did it despite everything else going on around. Yep. And that's not an inviting thing because those other places, that's not something that they have to deal with, right? Correct. Um, and I would say now, let's see how this year goes with Price, but are the Sox back in play for somebody that you never thought they would be in Bryce Harper and the whole big class of next year? I thought he was a done deal going to the Yankees. Yeah, but maybe I, not anymore. As you say, maybe the Yankees' game plan is still intact. They could still sign Harper. I think, it, I think that that is – so let's play this out. They signed J.D. Martinez, and then you say, are they going to be in the market for one of those big guys next year? I yeah. think that is solely dependent on David Price. How Price handles this be, year. Yep. Well – no, whether he picks up his op, whether well, he opts out he, or not, because that's year, that's thirty yeah. something million dollars, and if you keep that thirty something million dollars on the books, you still have to re-sign Chris Sale. 
Um, you're going to have to get extensions for these other guys unless you deal them. So J.D. Martinez is a pretty big nut here. So you're, you're already down that road. You're not, to me, I don't think you're going to have the money. And also Hanley. Hanley's going to be on the books for, assuming he gets 500 plate appearances, for $22 million. That's crazy. Yeah, and and that is that is the most dangerous thing of this whole team. Well, that might be back to your theory of that he's not going to sit. There is an incentive for him to sit. They're not, they, they, it's hard to do that. That's too Trent. No, you can't. You can't do that in baseball. You just can't. You can't say, "Oh, we're going to sit you." You get about three hundred and fifty plate appearances. I, think, I, thought, I, yeah. I, I could see it being a possibility. Let's see how the year now, starts. Well, yeah, no, because. Because what happened this year? He's like, I'm healthy enough to play. I'm healthy enough to play. Oh, now I have surgery. But if you if you if he does not produce, and you go through a year, another year like that, and you get 500 plate appearances, and he has a vesting option, not only have you that 22 million dollars on the books, but you have that guy sitting there right then and there. I think if he does not produce, if he's like he is this year, I almost think that you say, Hey, listen. We got to move on. We got to eat this twenty-two million dollars because we need something, someone who's going to produce in that DH first base slot. Yeah. But to go back to Stanton, you look at these teams. It's the Yankees. I mean, like I mentioned the you know the Athlon yearbook that they put out in like August. You know, that's these like people predicting the division. I don't care if it was if it, they do it now or if they do it in March. The Yankees and. I mean, it's not even close. And I think the Yan- the Red Sox will have a good team, but the Yankees, it's not even close. I wouldn't say it's not close because if they get J.D. Martinez, you match up Martinez and that's fair. Stanton on paper. They're both they're comparable no, value fair. players. That's fair. But I think at the end of last year, even with the teams existing, people had given the Yankees that you could just see that the one team was on the rise and the other was sort yeah. of well, I think that I think that it makes – it also makes – Getting that guy who can hit home runs and getting that guy who's going to make the pitchers work in the middle of the lineup. Right, so the one-two punch of Judge and Stanton together is it, just frightening. It's, it's, Plus Stanton. There is something to it. Wrote about it, and you know, people talked about it. There is something to like pitchers crapping their pants, having knowing they have to get through. I, I felt that when and you were at the games. You do the pregame show. You sit up in that booth, and you you have you have Judge. And you have Sanchez, and to get through those, like oh my god, it is like for a pitcher, we got to get through those. There was nothing like that with the Red Sox last year, oh, and, and now you have three guys. And back to the Sox, you had Cora on this week. At yeah. uh, sneaky breaking news that Mookie's going to be a leadoff guy. Very, basically. very important interview. I thought so. Very uh, important interview. So he's at the top of your order, fine. But who, what's the middle of your order? It's but that's what Benintendi I, you, and Martinez, I guess. If well, he said Benintendi is going to hit second. Okay, so I, I assume that like I think that he wants Hanley's Hanley, back at cleanup. Hanley's and then then who, Just compare whoever. that to the Yankees. Well, Devers does Devers slide up? Yeah, no, I mean that's the it's thing. It's not a bad order, but uh, no, one and, is Mantle and Maris, and the other. But is... it, it, and the thing like also with the way that the, ga- the baseball is going, I mentioned the Red Sox and Yankees um, games last year, and the Yankees got the better of the Red Sox a lot, and why? Because that's how baseball is now. The Red Sox are game planning, and Chris Sale is fighting through, and everything else. And all it takes is a home run, and that's there was Yankees hit more home runs than anyone in baseball last year, and and we saw with the Astros what they did to the Red Sox. Red Sox, Red Sox are trying to string together four singles, and okay, here's your home run, right. here's your home run, here's your home run. That's the way the game is going. Yeah. It's uh, it it really does look like a wild card fight, and uh, not to mention, of course, a lot of chips to fall. But the Angels look better with Otani going there, and they've still got Mike Trout. So, well, and the other part about the Yankees too is that 
I think people have to understand is not just Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez. It is Severino, who was in the Cy Young conversation. Yep. Sonny Gray, who was actually pretty good for them. Yeah. And well, but he was good for them. It was okay. I know stats, tricky stats. I mean, you accept stats. I watched him down the stretch. I didn't think he was that spectacular. I didn't well, think he's, he was I don't think he's a number one. But no. who would you rather have, him or Pomeranz? Pomeranz. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but if they get Sabathia back, which to, they probably will, they'll bring him back. Well, on a Tana- deal. Tanaka, Tanaka, you have Tanaka. Yeah. You know, he, and the he, lefty Montgomery was he was. Oh yeah, 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 he was good. So uh, you have you have a comparable starting rotation to the Red Sox, definitely, and you have a probably is a better bullpen. No, it's a better team. There's no, there's right. not even a debate. I don't even know how to. No, I know. No, so it's so. How do the Red Sox? How do the Red Sox manage? I think this. Like I texted someone today and I said, hey, "You does this make you guys really go hard after J.D. Martinez? Are you guys now with the understanding the market is now set in motion? Is this where you make your best pitch to J.D. Martinez?" And and the answer was not yet, not yet. And which is understandable because Boris is pulling the strings here. Boris, oh my goodness, <laughs> he, Bo- was, he was laughing. Oh, hysterically. Yeah. Oh, the the fact that you got you got Stanton. To a team that was going to have no interest in any no. of these guys, holy crap! Yeah, sick. it almost makes you think if the Sox weren't so invested in the short term that you would just ignore this and say, "Let's get back to rebuilding the foundation. Let's take but, a step back." But here's and, the thing: with what? Punt. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. You, the proper reaction would be not to overreact to this and to take a step back and kind of just rekindle for a couple of years. But they're so. Short term with Sale, Kimbrel, Pomerantz, right. et cetera, et cetera. They can't. You, not only those guys, Bogarts, Betts, you know, Bradley to a certain extent. Yep. So, and and that's the thing. The other thing that was surfaced here that we <laughs> that we say, well, the difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, the farm system. I mean, the Yankees have Frazier and Torres. Those, if if the Red Sox had those guys, they'd be pounding their chests and saying, "This is our future. We don't need to go out and get Stanton." Right. These guys are afterthoughts. Although Torres, I would imagine, is going to play, um, probably fill in for Castro. Yeah. But you have a guy like Clint Frazier, who was one of the top prospects in baseball. Yeah. You got in the Andrew Miller trade, and now, like, where's he going to play? Right. A lot of pressure on Devers and Benintendi. Back to those two. Those guys will be in the heart of your order, and they better be every bit of the prospect I was covering four years ago. You know, for the farmer for the farm report when we talked you, about those guys at the top of the line. I list. said you full of you're full of hooey every time you broke that. Wendell Rijo, where is Wendell Rijo? Where is Wendell Rijo? Wendell, that's the we five minutes of Wendell Rijo. I'll <laughs> never get it back. Um, anyway, all right, I know you got stuff to do. So uh, anything else you want to say about Stan? Did we miss anything, Kerosene? We missed your great interview with him, which probably is the real reason. Oh, he refused oh my to come goodness! To, uh, New England, uh, that was. I asked. Yes, you'll play at Fenway Park. That was your big question. Uh, like just like the video games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boy, I, I thought I, I thought I had paved the way. I thought I had paved the way. Can you imagine how many times we could play that podcast? But in fairness, that podcast had the W on the name. That was before the reboot. Oh, that was the. That old was 2014. Gian, Jean Carlo Stanton. Right. I probably mispronounced his name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, no, there you go. It's good, man. We were talking. We were talking this morning on the Trenny Tomasi show. I was duly filling in for uh, for John Tomasi. Stanton full lines. It was. Full you know what? Lines. In a way, 
The Red Sox won the division the last two years, and nobody around here had much fun oh. as the front runner. This is good for the Red this Sox. This is better for the fan base to feel the yep. angst again. This yep. is like sneaky good. Yep. Now the Evil Empire is bad. I don't want to say they're back because you know Buck wrote that column that this is going to rekindle the rivalry. He did not really. <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> uh, I read your piece, but nice but but sort of this will sort of put the screws to the, wake everybody up. Oh, absolutely! Bit. It's best for business when the Yankees are. Are really really good, and the Red Sox aren't number one, right? But number two, the and you're chasing the Yankees. There's a book, Chasing, chasing Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. I've heard of that book. Yes, yes, a dollar. Still on, on the Amazon, Amazon uh, top five. Uh, top, <laughs> top five million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you so much, Karis. It's an fan. honor. It's an honor. Uh, I would imagine that the Hot Stove Show is going to use your services. I hope Wednesday. so. We'll see what happens. You'll be down at. Uh, I am going to. So what I did meetings. last year for the Hot Stove Show is that I did an interview with Dave Dombrowski, which I thought was valuable. I thought it was well worth the money it took Captain Callahan to fly me down there on the private jet. So um, Better check with uh, Mr. Mutt on that one. Oh, oh yes. Are we allowed? He's are a little we, sensitive these days. We, the one, see, that, that, that would, see the, the core of the thing would have been interesting because Mutt, who doesn't want interviews, I think was all on board for that core interview. He, text, he was the only one who texted me and said, good job. And and yet everybody else at the station said, "How dare you have Alex Cora on? I cannot do Which any right. That's that's this is my takeaway. I can't do anything right here. So just except keep being for this, po- except, for this you. except for this podcast. That's thank right. all right. Thank you, Ken. Keep your car looking its absolute best year round with 303 cleaners and protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy to use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. As America celebrates Juneteenth, join me, Femi Redwood, the host of the Beyond Black History Month podcast, as we continue our special series. To how one man's love helped build a strong black community after freedom. He was just a man that truly believed in family. To how the spirit of Juneteenth connected many in the diaspora. You can find Beyond Black History Month on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.